Welcome to the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast, where women come to be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to go further, push harder, and shine brighter through personal conversations with me, your host, LaShonda McLaurin. So, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast. LaShonda here, and I hope that you're having an amazing day and ready to have yet another great week. So since we last spoke, so much has happened and changed, and these major changes have many of you feeling a frenzy of emotions. Some of you are worried, some afraid, uncertain, and some of you are even unbothered. (laughs) I get it. Many of us are experiencing something that we've never experienced or even thought of before. Do I have enough food and toilet paper? How long will this last? Are my grandparents safe? School is out for my kids. How will I manage? Is it okay to leave my house? All of these questions combined with the excessive output and input of information and misinformation has many of you in panic mode. But I'm here today to help you feel a sense of calm in the middle of in the middle of the chaos. I'm going to give you my do's and don'ts to help you navigate this season of life. And I hope to inspire you to don't panic. Oh, guys, how are y'all doing? How are you? For real, tell me. Currently, I'm doing good. My children are out of school for a whole three weeks. The grocery stores look like a war zone, but I'm just trying to make the best of this situation. Everywhere I look, whether it's on the news or social media, everything is about this virus. And for good reason. This is a serious matter. I'm not here to downplay the severity of this situation, but I am here to help you see that even during serious situations, you can maintain your composure. In fact, it's so necessary that you keep your composure during this time. I cannot stress that enough. If you don't, it makes this already tough situation even tougher. And I don't want that mental struggle life for you during this season. I want you to get through this with not just your physical health intact, but also your mental health. So before I go into the do's and don'ts, I want to define a few things for you. Many of you are feeling all the feels, but don't quite know how to describe what you're feeling or how to define it. So I want to define a few emotions for you so that you'll be better able to express yourself. So let's start with the baseline, and that is fear. Many of you right now are running off of fear. Fear is also the virus and it is leading to worry, anxiety, and even panic, which I'm going to define in a moment for you. Now, fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. The words that stick out on that definition are unpleasant emotion and the word belief. Fear is based on what you think about a situation. Currently, most people's beliefs cause them to have this unpleasant emotion of fear. This fear is going to lead to level one, which is worry. 
Worry is defined as allowing one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. Does that sound familiar? Have you been doing this a lot lately? Sitting for minutes and hours and even days just dwelling on how bad things are, how scary things are. You're just sitting in your little rocking chair, stewing your emotional worry, not doing anything, not going anywhere, just on that wheel of worry. That takes us to level two, anxiety. Now, anxiety is worry on steroids. And while worrying is just dwelling on the fear, anxiety goes to work in the mind and in your body. This is when you have trouble sleeping. You can't focus on your thoughts. Your heart rate is high. You have trembles. You feel tired and your mind just will not stop running. If you found yourself laying in bed at night excessively worrying, if you were too close to the person in the grocery store line today or not, and maybe you're going to get sick, you may be dealing with anxiety. If this virus is all you've been able to focus on, no matter how hard you try, you may be dealing with anxiety. But let's take things up another notch. Level three is panic. Panic is fear, worry, and anxiety rolled up into one big uncontrollable ball. Panic is what you see when people are frantically going through the stores, behaving irrationally, buying up all the stuff that they don't need. Panic causes you to believe the absolute worst and make decisions based on that belief. So which level are you currently on? Come on, let's be honest with yourself. Are you on level one, level two, or are you in full blown panic? It's just me and you. Let's be honest. Well, here's the good news. Regardless of what level you're currently on, you can choose to take things down a few notches and reach the emotional goals, which are to be calm and controlled. This is where we want to be. Now, I know you may be like, calm, (laughs) soldier boy voice. How can I be calm right now? Are you not looking at the news? Well, ask yourself this. When has being anxious ever helped anything? When has panicking ever been a good idea? When has fear ever led to anything positive? Your best bet is to try and be rational and calm during the situation. And I'm going to help you achieve this with my do's and my don'ts. Now, my do's and don'ts are not here to tell you what to do, but they are here to help guide you if your goals are to be controlled in your emotions. These are just my suggestions to help you navigate this thing in a healthy way. And also, let me get on the soapbox right quick before I go on. If you don't have a therapist that you are seeing right now and you are feeling anxious, I am judging you. If you got a nail tech, a hairstylist, an eyebrow lady, a lash lady, but no primary care doctor or therapist, I am judging you. These are the times when your mind matters so much. And I have been working all week in this coming week with my clients to help make sure that they navigate this thing in a healthy way. And fortunately for me and for them, we do teletherapy. So we don't even have to come out of the house to do this work. Okay, we work virtually. So you can head over to my website, mclaurinmentalwellness.com for more information. You can contact your insurance provider to find out what therapists are take your insurance. You can go to Open Path Collective to find therapists who are seeing clients at a very, very low rate. There are no excuses for you not to be able to navigate this thing in a healthy way. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. (laughs) Now, let's start with the don'ts. Okay, let's get those out of the way. First, 
Don't feed your fear. Like I mentioned earlier, fear is the root. And some of y'all have been feeding your fear breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks in between, okay? Watching the news 24-7 feeds the fear. Reading every article, real or fake, about this situation is feeding the fear. Being on social media all day is feeding the fear. You have to limit yourself, guys. I know it's, it's hard. I know it's calling you, but you've got to limit yourself. You have to protect yourself. Be informed by reputable sources and only know what you need to know. You don't need to know how many people have it in Italy. Why? Why? What is that information going to do other than feed the fear? You don't need to know all that. You just need to know what is going on with you and your area and your loved ones right now. So give yourself a set amount of time that you're going to allow yourself to be online, to watch the news, just for you to get the information that you need for yourself and your loved ones, and then walk away. Put it down. Stop feeding the fear. Next, my next don't is don't spread your anxiety. Guys, it has been scientifically proven that anxiety is contagious. It spreads Every time you share a scary news article on Facebook, you're spreading the anxiety. Every time you tell someone what you heard that may or may not be true, you're spreading the anxiety. Let's be a part of stopping this cycle. Let's not be a part of the problem, okay? If you're worried or anxious, spend your time working on reversing that anxiety instead of finding more people to be worried with you. Y'all know the old saying that misery loves company? Well, so does anxiety. Some of you are spending a lot of your time trying to find people to validate your anxious feelings by making them anxious as well. Stop it. I especially want to talk to the parents out there. Children, more than anyone else, pick up on anxiety. They can feel it. You don't even have to say anything. It is your duty as a parent, I believe, not just to keep your kids safe, but to help them feel safe. There is no reason that any little child right now should be worried or anxious about this virus. Okay, my kids have been in la-la land. They are out of school. They don't really know why. And they don't need to know why. What are they going to do? How is that going to help? I just, they just know that they're washing their hands a whole lot. They shouldn't even know that there is a pandemic going on right now. So do your kids a favor. And instead of spreading anxiety, spread calm. If this is a struggle for you, maybe you should spend less time talking about this topic until you're in a place where you can do so without spreading your anxious thoughts. Okay. now my last don't is don't go to the extreme or don't panic. Guys, never in history has panicking been helpful. Panic normally causes people to respond in ways they wouldn't normally respond Have you ever seen people at a concert or an event and somebody starts to panic and take out running and the next thing you know, there is a full-fledged avalanche of people and people are being trampled and stomped and it is just not good. That's what panicking looks like. Panicking takes you out of control. If you have ever had a panic attack, then you know that you feel like your body has a mind of its own. It's hard to breathe. You feel dizzy. You can't talk straight. You're sweating. And all of this stuff is happening and you don't feel like you have any control over it. Guys, I don't want you intentionally behaving this way in society right now. It helps no one. It only causes more problems. So those are my don'ts. Don't panic. Don't panic. 
Don't spread the anxiety and don't feed your fear. So now here are my do's and I have more do's and don'ts because I want you guys to actually do this stuff. Okay. And they're going to help you not go to the extreme and panic. Okay. My first do is to focus on what you can control. Y'all, this is a big one. Yes, there is a lot that we can't control right now, but there are a lot of things that you can control. And I think many of us are forgetting that there are a lot of things that you can do. Focus on that. Focus on making the best of being at home with your family. I have really enjoyed being with my kids all weekend. My husband's going to be home too. I have really enjoyed this time with them. I can't control what's going on out in the world, but I can control what happens in my house. Focus on controlling your mood. Focus on controlling how you spend your time. If you're at home and you're and you're kind of twiddling your thumbs, now is the time to work on that thing that you've been dreaming of, but you didn't have the time to do it. I recently read something that said, when the Great Plague of London was going around in 1665, Cambridge University shut down and Isaac Newton was forced to stay home. During this time, he invented calculus, parts of the optic theory, and allegedly, while sitting in his garden, he saw an apple fall from a tree, and that inspired his understanding of gravity and the laws of motion. Now, I don't know how much of this is true, but doggone it is possible, okay? <laughs> this could be you. This could be you developing some greatness during this time if you just focus, okay? But it's all up to you. So focus on what you can control. You do have a lot more power than you think you do. My next do is to be hopeful. We have to believe that this thing will pass. We have to remain hopeful that all will be well. Without hope, what is the purpose of even trying? Focus on that hope and try to spread that. It's important that you speak positively during this time because the things that you say matter. I want you to say the things that you actually hope to see happen. Now is not the time to be a Debbie Downer. I've talked before about the power of your words and how words matter. So make sure that you're speaking the right things. Keep your eyes on God and keep your hope in him. Hope is so necessary and very needed right now. So please do remain hopeful. My next do is to be helpful. In times like this, it is very easy to become self-centered and think that everything is about us. But believe it or not, there are people out there who are having a tougher time than you. If you are healthy, which most of us are, that is enough to be thankful for. If you have everything you need and you don't need like all that toilet paper, that is enough to be thankful for. If your family is safe and you can stay at home with your kids and everything is okay and all the bills are paid, that's enough to be thankful for. Be thankful, but then take it a step further and be helpful. Not everyone's situation is good right now. See how you can help them out. I'm not even just talking about people being sick. I'm just talking about all the changes and how they're affecting people. Take your healthy self and go shopping for someone elderly. See how you can help your neighbor whose kids are out of school, but they still have to go to work. Give a few rolls of that toilet paper to someone who didn't get any. Pay for a child's meals who are going to be out of school for a while. Just be helpful. Don't let fear trick you into thinking that in order to protect yourself, you can't help other people. Not so. There are plenty of safe ways to help others. Just put some effort into it. 
This is also going to take the focus off of you and your anxieties and your worries and put them onto doing something good. Now, my last do is to be rational. It's important now more than ever that you do things that make sense, that you make choices that are smart, that you use that common sense that we wish everyone had. You have got to be rational. If you are rational, you will remain calm. You will be in control and you may even be able to relax in the middle of this chaos. Being rational requires you to analyze your thoughts and then make sense of them. It requires you to think before you act. It requires you to rise above all the craziness and foolishness out there. Use your logic. Being rational means you don't believe everything you see or hear. Use your good judgment and then help others do the same thing. If you need help with this, I have created a free worksheet called Rationalize and Replace. I have been working all day, y'all, to get this thing on my website and it is kicking my butt. But before this week is out, I'm going to have it up on my website. You can use this worksheet to help you rationalize your irrational thoughts. You can also see a therapist. I also recommend doing things like journaling, writing down your thoughts, meditating, or even using an app like the Calm app to help you clear your mind. It is essential that you use your mind to help and not hurt yourself or others, okay? So those are my do's and don'ts, okay? Apply them, please. Write them down, share them. Listen to this podcast again, share this episode. Let's promote control and calm during this time filled with fear and anxiety. We can inspire other people. Let's lead by example and show people how to navigate tough times with composure and grace. So I hope that you feel inspired to focus on what you can control, which is a lot, to be hopeful of the future and to be helpful to your neighbor and to be rational. Use your mind to promote wealth and wholeness. I'll be praying for you guys and I believe that we will make it through this with our physical and mental health intact. So until next time, stay encouraged and inspire someone else along the way.